brethren, friends, loved ones, I greet you today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is our soon coming King. As I think of it, every day we live to see the end of that day is a day closer for the return of Christ. And those of you who have placed your faith and trust in him, be patient. His coming is very near. And for those of you who have not yet placed your faith and trust in him, it is time for you to do that because when he comes, he's going to take those of us who are ready to go with him and those who are not ready will be left behind. I trust that as you listen to these devotions, that something would be said that you would be able to use in your life so that you will become even a stronger, mature Christian, and even in your daily life, that you will find something to help you as you go on. We are dealing with this matter of leaders, leadership. We are looking at strategy for success. In my last devotion, I shared with you the need for a leader to have a vision. I shared some stuff with you. I stopped and I told you that I'll come right back and pick up there. But before we go there, we are looking at the song entitled Living for Jesus. That writer, he wrote on commitment and consecration. And in the third stanza, he said, living for Jesus wherever I am, doing each duty in his holy name, willing to suffer affliction and loss, taking each trial as part of my cross. O Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to thee, for thou in thine atonement didst give thyself for me. I owe no other master, my heart shall be thy throne. My life I give henceforth to live, O Christ, for thee alone. The older I become, the more I realize that this is more important than anything else that we could ever do in our lives, and that is to live for Jesus. If you know him, keep on living for him, becoming more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening and joining with us and sharing in these devotions. I said to you last morning that we all need to have a vision. And I went back to the scriptures and I shared with you that if there is no vision, the people will perish. And to share that from Proverbs 29, 18, I also told you, according to Exodus 32, if there's no vision, the people will ponder. I don't want to go back to that devotion because it will take time. I shared with you, if there's no vision, the people will play. I shared, if there's no vision, the people won't progress. As leaders, there must be a vision. And then I close when I shared with you, if there's no vision, the pressure from the people will prevail. If there's no vision, the pressure from the people will prevail. Yes. In closing, last devotion, I told you that Moses had gone up into the mountain and left the people down in the valley. And they decided that Moses gone 
and he's not coming back. And they let them build gods. And they put the pressure on Aaron, Moses' brother, and they build gods to serve. But with a clear design vision, you can always go back to it and see if what they are requesting will help to achieve it. Some leaders say their vision is to see people save, but that should be in all of us. That is the requirement of all of us. But after salvation, then what? Some leaders desire to have a large congregation, but after they join the church, then what? When one gets a vision from the Lord, what do you do next? If one say, God has given me a vision, and that is, he has shown you something that needs to be done, something that can be done. He showed it to you and it hasn't shown it to anyone else. What do you do? Habakkuk tells us what to do. And reading Habakkuk chapter two, verse one to verse number three, he says to us what to do. Let me read it for you. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. The Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. What do you do? Write the vision. Make it clear. When God gives a vision, it is in the place of the one whom God gave the vision to record the vision. Here, Bacchus told to take that vision and write it down. A vision for a walk is so powerful that everything is driven by it. It must be properly designed. I like when I am counseling with those that are getting married. The bride will have it all in her mind, how her wedding will be. And man, they make sure they put everything in place. And sometimes I have to tell them, listen, if something doesn't go the way that you thought it should go, while it is happening, don't do anything, don't say anything, because only you know that the way it should go. Don't let everybody know that there was a mistake made. A vision for a walk is so powerful that everything is driven by it. It must be properly designed, saying everything God gave you in the shortest or the least amount of words, making a statement. Now, permit me to give you an example. The vision statement of the church where I pastor. We record the vision and then the vision must be related. We must relate the vision. The vision here is to develop a loving community of believers who as a result of a sincere love for God, glorify and worship to God and a growing commitment to know Him and to make Him known, impact the community and the world. One of the first things that we try to do is to explain people that this is the vision of the church that they are a part of. And all of us now must work together to achieve this vision. When it is written down, you should then make it 
clear. To make it clear, you must explain it. I believe that if you have leaders working along with you, the first persons to explain it to would be to your leaders. Explain it to your leaders first. Get them to understand it and get them to grasp it. Make sure that they understand the vision and make sure they grasp it. Then you have the leaders on board after they have grasped it and believe in it. After the leaders grasp it, then you and your leaders make it clear to the church or the organization that you are working with until they grasp it. Now, all have an idea of where we are going and what we are trying to achieve. Now, what I love about a vision statement is that it becomes a planned process that structures the future of the organism or the organization. A vision is something that can be measured. When I say that, I mean you can use it to see if you're achieving your objectives. A vision must be Bible-based with God's purpose for His church as recorded in His Word. A pastor's vision must grow from a biblical passion. That vision must grow from a biblical passion. Now, come with me to Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1 to verse number 5. There will be a lot of explaining to do there. So let me just stop here and come back next morning and pick up in Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1 to verse number 5. Lord, thank you so much again for this privilege. I've been able to share a little today. Lord, let this get in the ears of that person or those persons who need this most. And God, I pray that as you give vision to your leaders, God, that they will follow your instruction. And Lord, that they'll be able to achieve, accomplish the vision for your honor and for your glory. We love you, praise you, and thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. May God bless you. Have a great day. I'll be back next day and build upon this. Don't forget, share with a friend.